everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Spidori's. My name is Bailey, and I am here with my great friend. Hi, Ann, your other co-host, and we're so excited to have you here for our wonderful episode today. Hi, Thank you. Good. How are you? I'm turning up my volume. Good. This is Bailey. Bailey, this is Hi, one of my literally childhood best friends. I love this. I love this. <laughs> cool. Yeah. And so we're so excited to have you on, Sierra. Thanks oh, for making time I'm for us. Excited. I know we are too. I was just joking with Hyann that prior to you coming on, I was like wrapped in a blanket and my hair looked awful. And I was like, I know we don't actually do anything with the videos, but I I'm going to look a little bit presentable today. Oh, that's good. Yeah. She told me that too. So I'm like literally in a bed. <laughs> perfect. That's okay to do it. It's perfect. No. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we're so excited to have you on. I can't kind of wait to tell the podcast listeners like how this even came about, but Bailey, I'll let you take it away first. Sierra, we are so excited to have you on the podcast today and um, definitely need to know a little bit more about you. So just tell us about yourself. Tell us how you know Hyann and yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, so I've known Hyann since middle school, but it feels like since even before that, it feels like my whole life. So yeah. one of my childhood best friends, love her to death. She's one of those friends that you see and it's like not a day's gone by, mm-hmm. pick up right where you left off. So it's funny because we live like 40 minutes from each other and I don't feel like I see her ever and I need to see her more. Oh, yeah. so you're also in the Houston area. I yeah, know. I'm down in Lake City. Oh, you're in Lake City. Okay, yeah. I actually have some really good friends that live out there too, and they love it. So yeah, the birds. Um, well, <laughs> tell us about yourself, Sierra. What do you do? Tell us a little bit about your life. Oh gosh, your family. So, yeah, okay. I'm a realtor and I'm a photographer. So I kind of have a day and a night job, and then I have two little ones. So I'm oh. super busy. I'm literally, I feel like going nonstop all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, especially when the kids are in school, because I'm super involved in their school and try to be up there and help and do what I can. But yeah, so a lot you of used it, to homeschool too, right? I did. Yeah, did? I homeschooled oh. for a year, and it was really great. Um, I actually like go back and forth all the time if we should do it again. Greer, my daughter, she's nine. If she asked me to do it, we definitely would. Um but she really liked being back at school. So for now, that's the path we're on. I'm cracking up that you said, you know, with two littles, you're constantly exhausted because I just sent my brothers who all have, I don't have any kids, but my brothers have kids. And um, I sent them a little meme that I saw that said, you know, I don't know how you guys have kids. My dog pushes me past my limit every (laughs) single day. Yeah, (laughs) I'm like, imagine with children, how crazy it can be. Oh, it's nuts. They keep you on your toes. That's for sure. Yeah. Like yeah. it's just a new adventure every day. And how old are they? Uh my daughter Greer is nine and Beckett is six. He just turned six in June. Oh my gosh. What? The cutest. And are you catching that name? Greer? Isn't that unique? G R E R. I love it. And Beckett. So Isn't that the cutest name ever? Yeah. I love it. You. You know, it's funny because Greer like is such a unique name, but people have a hard time like when Beckett went to kindergarten like at least three of them called him Bucket I was like no it's Beckett <laughs> <laughs> yeah they're like Bucket I'm like definitely not Bucket, no, bucket. Not bucket. Yeah. What? I know 
was like, I thought Hunter was going to be the challenging one. Yeah. Does anyone know her name? Okay. Mm -mm. That's so interesting. Yeah, she's a cutie. She looks just like Sierra. Um, Yeah, so I, it was funny because, and I told Bailey a little bit about how you texted me, Sierra. So the reason why I wanted Sierra on this call is because she texted me um maybe like two weekends ago and she's like oh my god I'm listening to your podcast and I'm cracking up because Bailey when Bailey said you said all these people are stupid or dumb or something <laughs> like this was this is totally high end and I was like what yep I can yeah. hear it in my head like I can hear her be like that they're dumb don't even worry <laughs> about them they're stupid <laughs> exactly exactly oh my gosh and then it immediately brought my mind to Sierra in high school and I was like, Sarah, you have to come on the podcast and tell this story. What? Now we've been out of high school, which by the way, I was thinking about oh. it and it's been 15 years, right? It's insane. Yeah. I don't know how We're it's been old. this long. I don't either. I, but- we are not old. We are in our thirties. This is our prime. Yeah. Don't tell me that. I say oh this. God, I was on the golf course today and I was like, oh, my hip hurts so bad. <laughs> I'm we are old. anymore. And then not to mention Sierra and I both missed our 10 year anniversary. Like we were like boycotting. No, was during COVID. And so I was like, oh. darn. Yeah. So sad. Dang it. <laughs> Too bad to miss That's that. Terrible. I don't even know when ours was, to be honest, but we did not I, go back. Yeah, I feel like it was like not go. I don't know. Like I didn't get a lot of information. No, and I thought they were supposed to send like invitations. Like, is that how you do it, Bailey? Like yours was? Ours was like a Facebook group invitation you know and then obviously COVID hit and they're like I mean I guess we should like reschedule this it never got rescheduled but that's totally fine with me yeah you'll have a 15 year one and you might go to it but (laughs) yeah so we didn't go to our 10 but anyways we've been out of school for 15 years but it immediately made me think about the story about Sierra and then it will speak to kind of who Sierra is but Sierra I want you to tell the story I feel like I don't know. Like I was a little sassy in high school too, to say the least, but I'm definitely, I mean, to give a little background, my mom's an animal activist. So I've always been like raised by like, you see something, you do something like you don't be a wallflower. Like you go and say something. I've always, my family's like that. Sometimes it can get us into a little bit of trouble, but you know, yeah. And it's funny. So the story is our high school, the hallways kind of no matter which way you went, like you would pass by the cafeteria. Wouldn't you agree, Hyann, unless you went like a different way? Like the cafeteria- It was a square. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so like a group of our guy friends and one of my, it was actually my really close friend, which makes us sad. They like always kind of messed with the special need kids. Like there's multiple of them. They always kind of mess with. And it was really sad. And it always was like a thing we butt heads on because I'm obviously not that way. But one of my really good guy friends, they were plotting to like knock this boy that had autism out of his seat by jumping oh. in behind him. And I just being the feisty self I was in high school, like just ran up and basically pushed him and was like, you are not going to do that to him. Like, what is wrong with you? Like you all are, I just started screaming at him and telling him they were like a bunch of bullies. And here's little me just yelling at this big old group of boys. But that it's like, the sad thing was too, was individually, those people would not do that to somebody. Yeah. Like, yeah. And when they get in that, you know, that group 
what is it mindset or mm-hmm. whatever and they feel like it's the cool thing to do to pick on the kids that are yeah. different or that have you know different struggles that they don't have it just was sad but yeah I caused a lot of people especially I feel like popular people do not like me because I was the one that would break up their what they would deem fun which was ultimately bullying yeah yeah. Which is interesting. That's well, see, see, Sierra's wiser because I, in hindsight, now I know that kid was on the spectrum. I didn't, I didn't think about, I just thought he was like a really shy, awkward student. Yeah. I didn't think any, like, I didn't know what autism was. So that just tells you Sierra was like way wiser than a lot of them. But it was funny too, because like after she did it, I just remember everybody being like, you suck the fun out of everything. And Sierra oh, yeah. says like, the and it's funny because and I'm not like tooting her horn horn or anything but like she says like the popular kids not to like me she was a part of that group so like people she was very well liked but I think it also just caused people to like get frustrated because she would challenge them and I feel like that's just what a good friend does like she was just reminded like why would you do that and I and I know like even afterwards like individually I'm pretty sure that person or the guy that we were really close to you were close to Sierra like apologized about it yeah 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 he did and like so he lived nearby me his grandparents lived across the street from me and it was like I am like very much an empath and I have a hard time shaking things so Mm -hmm. when stuff like that would happen I would be mad for a while and like he definitely he apologized and I think if I remember correctly I told him that's fine if you apologize to me but you're gonna go apologize to that kid and he did go to school and he apologized to him because like you it's not really me who you owe an apology to yeah but yeah it's also just really crazy when I think like I mean hearing this story right you start thinking about your own high school experiences and you said something earlier Sierra about like the group mentality or kind of like even just that like pure pressure of individually you wouldn't see kids doing this like ever right but then they get around each other and one person says something someone giggles about it so then that person takes a little bit further and everyone else chimes in and it just I don't know. It's just so, it's just really sad to see. Cause yeah, like you, you know, they wouldn't do that by themselves. And then even now, like, I know I look back on things that I experienced or did in high school and I'm like, oh my gosh, that was such a crappy thing to do, or that was such a crappy thing to experience. And so I just, I don't know. I always wonder, and I'm sure people look back and they're like, oh man, I wish I hadn't done that. Or I wish I didn't have someone do that to me. Right. Crazy. I hope so too. And it's crazy too, now that I have elementary aged kids, because you kind of, I kind of look back now and I'm like, when did that start? Like, when does that, like, that kid is different from me and I'm going to pick on them really start because I think I just thought it was always happening at any age, but my kids classes and there was a new student that came in that had special needs and they weren't. Yet, so they're in a regular class until I'm sure you guys know this. They have to observe her do all the testing and the paperwork. And it was like a three day, you know, period where she was in a regular class. And this was right before star testing, which star testing in Texas is huge. And mm-hmm, so like the, yeah. the teachers were really stressed. And then this child was put in this class. And it was such a distraction because she just couldn't be in a regular class. And these kids rallied. And I was like, I told the other teachers, I was like, I have never seen children be so kind. Like they were like, how can we help her? What can we do? They they all got out of their desk. They sat in a circle and played like floor is lava with her because that's just where she was. 
And it was like, I was like, okay, so this is not like, we know how to be kind. We know how to be teaching. Like, so it was really like nice to see that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, When I was in high school, I felt like I always saw the opposite. Yeah. Sierra, do you remember just, I mean, obviously looking back on that situation with your friend, like, how did you feel in the moment? Like what was going? Cause I will say I'm very much like pretty outspoken and I'm like, you know, but I get so much anxiety stuff like that. And I just like panic. I don't know. How did you feel like leading up to it? And then even after, Oh gosh. So I think I'm, I was, especially when I was younger, the opposite, I got so angry. I don't think. And then after I do it is when the anxiety hits full force. Like I'm like, I literally just see it. Do not even think twice and just react, which like, even now thinking back, I'm like, I could have reacted a little better. I'm pretty sure I like ripped his head off in front of everybody like I was yelling not like didn't do it gracefully and then that's when the like anxiety kicks in like holy cow I just screamed at one of my best friends in front of the whole cafeteria and also you know didn't treat him in the kindest way but I just I just straight up reacted I get really really mad and then consequences follow that with anxiety (laughs) (laughs) and it's so interesting because I don't even like being the like being there at the same table with you like I didn't even think it was like she doesn't like she didn't hesitate which is like one of those things where I think a lot of people just like sat there and was like wait what's the right thing to do right or like should I follow suit with these guys and like laugh if it ever happened and Sierra just didn't hesitate was like no like he really got to stop and I think it was actually kind of nice that you did because you did have a relationship with him to kind of make it seem or like to hit a little bit harder like it's like dude like that's not who you are right to pick on somebody like that like stop it but yeah she Uh doesn't well I think that's what made me more mad was I'm like stop trying to be cool by at Mm -hmm. this kid's expense like no yeah yeah no absolutely also because again you like you go back to in the moment you're all laughing about it but then even a day a week a year 10 years later they have to be sitting there being like oh my gosh I can't believe we did that that was so right you know what I mean like you just yeah you feel that I don't know or I hope and then if you don't feel that right you have a problem you're not a very good person something's wrong with you nothing wrong with you well Sierra also knew because remember Sierra about that one kid who had like a quote-unquote hit list when we were there yes you were on it I (laughs) (laughs) my name is on a hit list but it's but do you know Sierra knows this this guy put us on the hit list along with like a bunch of other people like this is when AOL was a thing first of all Bailey like AOL aiming people um yeah yeah, he put us all on a hit list and I remember Sierra would have to like walk around me in the hallway because I was like panicking like I never knew like Bailey it was crazy because I've never knew who this kid was and he was in the same grade as us but we never like wasn't he in our geometry class for some reason I thought he was in our geometry class no because you and I took honors and then we failed out like (laughs) I love that. I don't think he was on honors because remember you and I would take AP courses. Yeah. So I don't, but I, the only thing is, is I remember senior year, he was in like a history class with me, but this oh, was like kind of like after everything. Yeah. Like that, it was like a history class, but besides the point, it was like, it was just a school where we always feared, like that was when the Columbine stuff was all happening mm-hmm. too. 
So it wasn't like something that you wanted to do was like pick on people and then them retaliate oh, in such a- Someone also threatened to cut you, remember? And I looked at you and I said, did she just say that she's going to cut you? She goes, Wait, yeah, you can talk to me. I said, no, actually I can't. I'm going to talk to you. Did she just say she's going to cut you? <laughs> and I was like, a little like sassy. I was like, listen, do you know I'm the principal's aide? I'll be right back. And I went down. She I was. Just, I was like, this girl up here saying she's the principal's aide. Watch out. Yeah, right. I'm, I'm, that hard. I'm pulling it. Yeah, I, really I forgot you were the principal assistant. I like looking back at high school, and if any of my uh, high school classmates listen to this, they will completely agree. I was not the popular kid. I was super nerdy. I was very shy. I was like a choir girl. It was just like I was not that popular girl in high school. Um, but my question really is, what was the issue with, like, why why were you on the list, Hyann? Oh, I didn't know. But, you know, 10 years later, he found me on Facebook and sent me a message and apologized. Aww. I told Sarah this. He apologized and said he was, like, hanging with the wrong crowd. Yeah, he was doing lots of drugs. Yeah, he was doing lots of drugs. And he was really sorry. And I, like, appreciated it because that was really, like, I remember being in high school and I'd be like, where's my exit route? Like, Sierra would know. I would not sit, like, wow. where windows, like, if you could see into the classroom, I would purposely sit somewhere else. Like, it really made me panic. But yeah, he had told me, like, yeah, like, he was just hanging with the wrong crowd. He was on drugs. Yeah. And then the last sentence was, I had a really big crush on you. And I was like. I forgot about that. Yeah, so sweet. I was appreciative of the apology, but it still scars me a little bit. <laughs> a little well, yeah, I mean, like, y'all, there's so much. We, we can right. do a whole week worth of episodes on school shootings. And so it is, like, it's yeah. terrifying. Yeah. You know, this was back well, in, what, like, 2000s? Mid-2006, yeah. 2007. Yeah. yeah. And so, that's yeah, right, like, around right around that time, time when it happened. Yeah, so it was really, yeah. and I just remember the school, like, behaved in such a terrible way because I remember like because like Sierra was the principal's aide assistant principal's aide and I remember like saying it and like at the time they were like sorry and like he he messaged you on AOL like it wasn't on school grounds I'm like great he's just gonna come shoot up the school and I'm gonna be dead like literally my thoughts yeah it was find the paper with all the names like you remember yes. how we had our school books and we would like put paper around them and it was like slidden in between the paper and the book yes it was so, it was freaky, but that was terrifying me. yeah, that's, that's very scary. But I think that's also why Sierra was very much like, she was a protector in that sense. And, mm -hmm. but you know, like, it's interesting now that I think about it too, cause you know how, like, whenever they do have shootings here in America, they're always quick to pinpoint it to like a special needs, like, oh, he had autism or, oh, he yeah. had Asperger's yeah. and stuff. Or they'll that's be cool. like, oh, it was a mental illness. And, and, yeah. going on, and you're like, yeah. Okay. Right. Right. Um, okay, so you touched on it a little bit, Sierra, just a second ago, where you had talked about like subbing in the classroom and like how kindness, like you were, I guess, asking like when essentially bullying or like negative thoughts start to occur with yeah. other kids. Like, as a parent, what do you feel like you do to implement and like instill to your kids about kindness? Like, do you have anybody close to you that has special? needs or learning differences oh, that yeah. your kids interact with? Yeah. So that like one, my cousin has Asperger's. So that's mm -hmm. something that we've always been around. Two, I one of my best friends, her older son has severe autism. And we've kind of gotten to experience since we've been friends with them for years, like the different levels that he goes through. Like some, you know, there was one point where he was struggling with sleep. So he was like waking up and the mom 
would always openly talk about that in front of the kids. And I always would ask her like, what makes you comfortable or what makes you uncomfortable as a mom of a special needs child? Like, she's like, I always want kids to ask. I don't want kids to treat him differently. I want them to ask mm-hmm. like, Hey, why does he wear headphones? Cause he wears headphones. Yeah. All the time. Like just mm-hmm. ask, don't stare yeah. at him. Talk to him normally. We always just treated him. He had two, two little sisters too, that were just so precious. And they always, if we were at a play date, we would include him in anything that we were doing. Mm-hmm. And my kids were around him so much that nothing seemed abnormal. Like, mm-hmm. you know, if he got frustrated and needed to step away or things were too loud and overstimulating, he would need to sit with his mom for a little bit. Or if he got angry, like that behavior wasn't shocking to them because they just knew that he was who he was and that we love everybody the way they are. And everyone's mm-hmm. different. Like, that's what we talk yeah. about a lot. Like, my kids are little, so you can only explain it so far because Otherwise it's, but why, but why, but why, but why? And then you start, (laughs) I am not a doctor and cannot actually explain, you know, DNA because my kids will keep going to that point. Like, you know, and all the things, but, um, just really like, you know, don't be, I always tell my kids, I'm like, do not stare. Like you don't want to be stared at. You ask Mm -hmm. if you want, you talk to them. Like a lot of times they're more than happy to talk to you or play with you just normally. And one of my friends, Crystal has a special needs little boy too. And she has this picture of Greer holding his hands out in the waves. I'll never forget. She texted me after she's like, thank you for teaching your kids to actively participate with special needs children. It's not to just yeah. like, like, Oh, they're special needs. Like I'm going to go off here and play because they don't want to play or assuming things like they actively will go play with them. Like they would any other child. Yeah. I think that's important. But yeah, yeah. so I saw kids just actively trying to help and meet them where they needed to be. I was like, Oh my gosh, that is amazing. That these like eight, nine year olds can do that. And they're not like, Oh, why is this kid screaming? Or oh, why is that? They're like, Hey, like what, what can we do to help you feel more comfortable? Or like, what's wrong? Like, let's talk about it or sit with you. And yeah. where you're yeah. And is that something that you like consciously teach or does it just kind of come up when it comes up or do you even like have it really I guess, taught them and and they just do it. Like, where do you see your kids? Well, I, we are big proponents of kindness here. We actually, when Greer was homeschooling, we, I challenged her, I think, especially with COVID because I talk, you didn't really interact with people as much. Mm-hmm. And I, I told, we practiced what was called like comp, actively complimenting people. Like if you see somebody's outfit and you like it, tell them, say, yeah. Hey, yeah. you look really pretty today. Or if like you think somebody did a really good piece of art, artwork, tell them, speak it. Like yeah. that usually makes somebody's day. So that is something mm-hmm. we've really instilled in our kids is like mm-hmm. actively complimenting. So like even with children that have special needs, like, Hey, I like your shirt. Like that's just an easy way to start a conversation with anybody. It doesn't matter mm-hmm. who you are or how you're different in any capacity, just actively showing kindness with a compliment, I think is a good way to breach and reach somebody. Yeah. yeah. But that's, especially for their ages. I was like, this is an easy way to, and like them homeschooling and re-entering school too, like how to talk to people again. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, you had mentioned too that, like, when did you set, was that recent about that story where that you said that they were playing like the floor is lava and stuff? Yeah, this was just last year. Yeah. So it was during start. So it was like May. Yeah. So have you like that? I think that's such a special story because it's true. Like kids, but did you, have you seen any kids like actively like bullying? No. Or like say anything? Okay. 
I have it not in the elementary um, ages. I mean, obviously, I think bullying, it, it reminds me of when I was element in elementary and I remember I t- told one of my good friends, I liked your shiny shoes, but she thought I said something else and started crying and we got sent to the counselor's office. Like, I feel like at this age, the bullying is a different, like, perspective. Different oh, level yeah. of bullying. Like, I think yeah. I told someone I liked a boy and then she told that boy. Yeah. And I was like, dare you? That's like a different <laughs> level of bullying. Yes. Yeah. And it's like, you're mad at somebody for not playing, like, pirates and yeah. they're well, I'm not yeah. here anymore. And then the next day they're friends, you know, like, yeah. but mm-hmm. so yeah, it's definitely a different level. When I do think too, and I'm, I know there are studies on this, but there's probably going to be for years to come, like the older kids get and the more access they have to social media and yeah. phones and all that. I feel like the worse it becomes. And like, mm-hmm. we, like you were saying, this was during the time of AOL, the what I went through was like MySpace. That was the big thing when I was um, in high school. And like your top eight was a way to like bully people. It 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 was just you know like you use. And so I do agree with you. Like typically elementary school kids aren't over here on their Instagram or making TikToks, right? That's more like middle school, high school. So I feel like that's where it kind of starts and then just progresses. So that's where I'm yeah. a little. We're a little anxious going into Greer's fourth grade year because. Mm-hmm kids are getting cell phones younger and younger and I had heard from other parents that like this is the year it it starts to get tricky because Mm -hmm. the bullying is not a lot of parents have cell phones but they don't have social media but where the bullying is is like getting kicked out of group chats it's like they add their friends and then they remove them like oh you're out and that's Mm -hmm. like the level that they're seeing in like fourth and fifth grade that causes a lot of like kids to to be upset yeah it's that I'm really blessed that we didn't have to deal with the things that kids do now yeah yeah Yeah. well so I the only the reason why I asked is because when I was in grad school we did this like pre-k thing and it was like we taught in this pre-k classroom and there was 12 kids and there was four typically developing students and the rest were learning difference and there was one kid that I saw and he actually had cancer so he came and he Oh, he was so cute. He was a set of twins. Like he had cancer and his, his sister had cerebral palsy and he came and his head was shaved, but before he had these beautiful, like dark um, curls. And there was this freaking kid who I love so much. But the second he saw him, he was like, ew, you're weird. Why is your head? Like, and it broke my heart because I was like, he is six years old saying that to another six-year-old saying like ew like don't sit next to me like your head's weird your head's weird and I like what but and obviously that was a conversation it just it broke my heart because I was like wow like why would he where did that come from almost right and I get like oh it's different and so we had to like sit down with him and like talk to him about the language but it really did make me sad because it like you could see the whole like smile out of that little kid's face just go yeah it was really sad well and it's sad because like you one thing like that can be something somebody remembers for the rest of their life, the like of a, life. a core mm-hmm. memory. And that's like, yeah. what you worry about too. It's like those core memories. Yeah. Right. We actually had um, someone come speak to our principals this last week. And he was talking about that, you know, like when one negative comment, mm-hmm. um, you have to say like 10 positive things positive to wow. counteract that one negative thing that someone heard about themselves. Um, and he was, you know, talking about it obviously in relation to, kids and you know a high academic achievement or whatever but 
It is. It's one of those where you're like, yeah, that kid in a really hard time in his life heard that. And he would have to hear 10 completely positive things to even counteract that one. But like, would that even do it? Do you know what I mean? I I feel like it's even more now. Like, it's hard. It's challenging to have children just in general. Yeah. Well, even as an adult, I'm like, if somebody says something to me, it like being my personality and being an very empathetic like I carry it like I'm like man why am I still thinking about that one little comment someone made at me or said about me but it takes a lot to shake some stuff off and it's sad and when you know that as an adult when you see it done to children I think it strikes a totally different chord deep in your soul yeah yeah it does so Greer is in elementary and going to fourth grade so she's never experienced anything negative with her school or her friends or She's had, she's had some drama, but not anything. This was actually the first year we had a little bit of the girl drama, but not anything astronomical. She's the thing with Greer is she's still trying to find, which understandably she's only nine, like her footing and like who she fits in with and like, you know, that kind of stuff. But hopefully. Guys, I don't know about y'all, but I'm 30 and I'm still trying to figure that out. I I mean. (laughs) True. Very true. It's so true. What are my people? What is my life going to look like? Yeah. The world is so crazy it's just yeah yeah well I'm just glad that like like you said because I don't think you like go out of your way to like teach them to be kindness I think it's just so routine for you to be Mm -hmm. kind and your kids see that so it's cool to see that your children are hanging out with other children with learning differences because I think like Bailey you and I working in um special education like I've heard parents just say like I just want my kid to have like one friend like just one good friend to protect them and and so Mm -hmm. it's like heartbreaking when they can't find a connection you know like in school and Sierra what I guess what advice would you give to other parents who have kids who are neurotypical um in regards to you know I don't know parenting or getting their kids involved what what advice would you give I think just reaching out to other parents, especially kids, moms of special needs, I think having a community and because there are things that I don't, I will never know or never understand fully because I don't walk that walk. You know, nobody mm-hmm. will fully understand if you don't walk in the shoes of that person. And Absolutely. when they me, like, Hey, talk to them. Hey, this like, okay. Like whatever. I think community, always communicating what makes you feel comfortable as a parent and knowing what makes your child feel accepted and loved to communicate to us because I think sometimes with people that aren't around special needs, sometimes they don't know how to act. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, you know, when somebody has grief and you don't know what to say and yeah. you don't want to do the wrong thing. I think it goes that way in that aspect as well. And people just are like, Oh, I'll just keep to myself. I won't say anything. I don't want to make them feel uncomfortable, but really sometimes you're making them feel uncomfortable by doing that. Doing that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, instead of just treating them like you would normally. Well, but then that's like what I love about, you know, my friend that has autistic son, she always like communicated things that were hard for them or things, things that I wouldn't necessarily expect. And she told mm-hmm. me, and I was like, I didn't even ever think about that. Cause I don't mm-hmm. walk this walk every day. Like you do. Um, yeah. and just feeling comfortable enough and finding your tribe, like that can be there to support you. Yeah. And don't be afraid to tell them what hurts your feelings or hurts your child's feelings. Cause I feel like nowadays, I don't know about you all, but like, there's very much of like, a thing of like don't say anything mm-hmm. and as I've gotten older 
like, you know, like Hyann talked about in high school, like I didn't hesitate, like in high school, I didn't even think I acted first and had consequences later. Now as an adult, I feel more reserved and I feel like I have to hold my tongue more because in, as you get older and everything in life, especially when you have kids, it gets very political, whether you're in school or sports and you don't want to mess stuff up for your kids. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so a lot of kids just don't, they just keep their mouth shut because they don't want to get involved or get involved in drama or like anything that could mess it up instead of doing essentially what is the right thing Mm -hmm. and like stepping out of your comfort zone. Like if you don't feel comfortable around special needs, people push yourself out and and make yours because you're making them feel isolated, them Mm -hmm. feel uncomfortable and like, just be accepting and be kind. And like, that's what life is, is about, you aren't always going to feel comfortable. Like, Mm -hmm. and there are people different about, you know, around us all the time. Mm-hmm. So I don't know too. I don't know if I, if you remember this, my mom worked in at special needs. It was a little school too. So I was always around special need kids growing up. So to me, that exposure, like I never thought like they're any different. Like I was like, everyone's different. Like this is everyone, like everyone should be accepting of this. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I told you she's wiser. She was wiser. <laughs> Cause I really like literally I was telling her, I was like, in hindsight, I really think that kid's on the spectrum, but I didn't know, like, I guess I didn't know until I was like, I went to college and I was like, Oh, like, this is my profession. Like, I gotta, I gotta know the signs and symptoms and how to support. So yeah. yeah. Well, on the spectrum, I think as you get older and you, especially going to school for it is so vast, like people mm-hmm. can be on different levels and oh, in different, you know, ways of where they're at age wise and everything. Yeah. Yeah. And I will say, I think too, that we just, I think back to my own middle school, high school experience and what I knew about students who had special needs and students who didn't like it's, it does seem very different now, just because I remember at every school I was at, there was like the hall and you're like, that's where kids who have special needs go. And then everybody else, quote unquote, everybody else would go to these other places. And now you just see so much more inclusion, even kind of what you were saying, Sarah, about the girl who was being evaluated and she was in the class, like more opportunities for inclusion now than we did. And so I think that that's actually just a really incredible and beautiful thing, because like you said, kids are being exposed and they are seeing, oh, just like I'm different and I have blonde hair and high end has black hair. These kids are different from me and that's okay. You know? And I think that that's been a really good shift. Um, Mm -hmm. because I don't think I was ever until I got into college really around, students who had special needs or were on the spectrum or were different from me, you know, I say that even having a brother who was identified as having dyslexia, like back then they were just like, Oh, he's got a learning disability and like, didn't really do much to help. Um, you know, so it's just, I don't know. It's just, we've grown in a really good way. And I just hope that we can keep moving along that trajectory so that these aren't stories that you hear anymore. Right. Well, you know, when we were in high school, we were in student council and we got to go, I can't remember how often it was, but we partnered with the special needs class and we Mm -hmm. got to go be with them. We would usually just like play games. It was like your partner, you're partnered up with a kid and that's like with, and we, so we got exposure to that, but I don't remember any other clubs or classes doing that. I only remember student council and I wish they would integrate that more. Like, have like even in elementary school like hey let's partner up 
and you guys go read or you guys go play a game or just like, yeah, having that exposure instead of like you said, like, there's the hall, that hall right there we know is, you know, and this feeling like that separation. Yeah. And it's interesting because you said that Bailey in my first school, like that's exactly what it was. Like whenever I, my first job, that's what it was like that hallway, please be quiet. Like there. And yeah. And it is really sad. It is really sad because like, Bailey knows the state law is like least restrictive environment around like typically developing peers and stuff. So it is sad when you see it. And I could only, I think the hardest part for me, like, is just seeing parents struggle with obviously raising a child with learning differences, but then not feeling accepted or heard within like the community too, within their friends. So kudos to you for being a good friend, Sierra. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Candy better every day too no absolutely well and I love that but you had mentioned earlier this is like a side note but did you you said that you had a cousin on the spectrum or no? yeah okay how old I guess I didn't know that he was older than you no hunt so I'm on Marla's side oh okay maybe that's Sheridan's yeah got it got it got it okay Aaron Ryan and Hunt those three kiddos yeah okay yeah okay Mm mm-hmm that's so so he, interesting. he was very much, you know, um, and looking back at like as a childhood too, like he would, he would isolate himself. He would sit alone all the time and he would not interact. He was very, very quiet. I can't remember when he finally got diagnosed, but it was very obvious. Like, I feel like when he was younger, elementary. Yeah. Oh, okay. he, I'm old. I'm, I'm at least, I'm trying to think, is he a year younger than Sharon? I'm at least 10 years older than him. Okay. Yeah. I gotcha. But, but things like loud noises, too much stimulation would be a little bit too much for him sometimes. So we kind of navigated that, especially, you know, like holidays and we were really loud people, mm-hmm. my family. Oh yeah. 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 Oh, absolutely. So, well, and then, so the friend that you have that has a son on the spectrum, how old is he? Like, what's the age difference between like Greer and him? I think he was in fourth grade this year or fifth grade. Maybe he's fifth grade. Okay, Um, so close in age. So yeah, he's just a couple years older. And the thing too that I love, like it always made my heart like warm is when I would see him at school and he, because he wouldn't, you could tell like he he gets very uncomfortable. He would have his headphones on. Like he would just kind of keep his head down and walk. And like, if I would see him, I always would stop and I'd say, hey, and he would like turn and hug me or he likes to always like touch my shoulder. But I always was like, I'm not like, if I see Greer's friends, I'm always like, Hey, good morning. Like I, and I always made sure to see him and say good morning to him too. And like to see his eyes light up that somebody was saying hello to him. Hello. Which always yeah. special. Um, that is so sweet. Yeah. He was, he's a sweet boy. I know she, they moved this year. So I'm really sad. They're not going to be there. Oh, it's okay. You'll still stay connected. I know. And his mom was working at the, um, middle school special needs class too so she's an awesome oh, cool. awesome lady yeah oh so she's like expert an expert oh, yeah she is oh I love that she that's is cool sure. um okay so you've given your advice and I just I have a funny story but Bailey did you have any follow-up questions this year? oh my gosh no now I'm ready for the funny story what's happening no what is this no okay so like, you know what's the you, story so, no okay so you said but you asked Sierra like oh do you get anxious like before you like do anything or do you just go for it I so will say I, you know, I get anxious before everything which is why I ask people because I'm yeah, constantly anxious <laughs> Sierra doesn't get anxious she's already said she just like 
goes for it. So I texted her a couple, Sarah will remember, I texted her a couple of days or a couple of weeks ago, maybe a couple of months ago, because I was watching this show and it was like, what was it called, Sarah? Like Crime Stoppers or something? And I was uh, like, Sarah. I love like that. <laughs> okay, it's in, Bailey, it's wild. So I was like, I want you, I wish, I wish you were, if you had this video. So when Sierra was in high school, you worked at this store and it was like those stores where you would donate like nicer clothes and they'd re like resell it kind of yeah. like a buffalo exchange or whatever yeah, yeah. so yeah. sierra worked there you were one of the first employees but anyway yeah. so she worked there when it first started and somebody like tried to steal what was it like a rack of jeans or something yeah it's like a what? whole rack <laughs> and sierra literally is this tiny like she's strong don't get it wrong she's like this tiny high school student literally darts out the door it's like right and stops them from yeah. stealing this rack of jeans mm -hmm. well i i i think this is like fate. there was a police officer out there and i like ran in front of the car like didn't even think like oh they're driving I'm a police like, officer in the car. i was like stop they just stole something and i was like and i remember my boss like the next day was like hey we have to have a meeting and she was like while I'm thankful you stopped them, don't do it again. Don't run in front of a car. Wasn't safe. And she was just like, what if the thief had a weapon? Like, you should not just run after them. And I was like, oh, got it. Oops. That's yeah. a good point. Now that you say that. Yeah. But like a whole rack of jeans in Sierra. Yes. And I was like, I wish that you had that video so you can submit it to Crime Stoppers. Because that was <laughs> that would be so funny. I love it. Right? I can. Like, no plan literally. like what am I gonna do tackle him I didn't know I just she, ran yeah. but she was trying to do what was right and save the jeans and you did oh, and I that's <laughs> the jeans. but that's immediately what I thought about when you asked her the question of like oh what did you think right right before right like, before this Sarah was gonna feel? save the jeans and nobody was gonna rob them again that's oh, what happened the early 2000s so again, survived it like jeez <laughs> you really did yeah, but the moral you know this does indicate that, like Sierra, just as a human, you have a very set moral compass. You're like, this is what's right, and you're um, gonna do it. Thank and you. that's good because then there's people like me, and you're like, what do I do in this moment? Oh, I did that, that, and then you, it's like analysis paralysis until, yeah. like, I mean, I do need to do something though. Okay, let's do it. So, right. It, it, yeah, but now that I'm a mom, let me tell you, like, I'm like, don't, don't do something like that. Like, don't. that's a bad idea. Like, I'm talking, like, I, I went on a girl's trip recently and we were talking about stuff like Dateline stories and all the things, like the crazy things that happen. And we're talking about like, just like human trafficking and stuff. And I got home and I was like, you know, I don't know if I've talked to Greer, like, kind of like this. And like, as we're driving, we see a homeless person and somebody puts him, like, he gets a ride, like he hitchhikes. And Greer goes, why didn't you pick him up? And I go, first of all, you, this is how people die. Like you could get kidnapped. And I was like, I know, like I am instilled kindness in you. And I'm so glad you are so kind, but rewind. Like right, and he, right. <laughs> and yeah, you would get you. him an Uber to wherever he yes. needs to go. I was like, if somebody yeah. asks you if you want candy, what do you say? No, please say no. Like, I was like, please say, like I've taught you at least this. Oh, you know it's yeah. funny though because so I don't have any kids like I said I have I have dogs but right. I do I have analysis paralysis when it relates to me if someone is being mean, mean to like 
you know, my family or my friends to my nieces and nephews, I will throw hands for those little monsters. <laughs> of course. Destroy someone if they hurt yeah. like my, you know, so it's really interesting because yeah, it's funny that you're like, oh, I would just do that for everybody. And then with your kids, you're like, wait, okay, how do we instill yeah. like common sense in some common of these situations? Yeah. Don't just run. Don't have a plan. Think about this. Yeah. Have a plan. Have a plan. Oh, she's so cute to say, why didn't you pick them up? And you're like, yeah. no. I know. Well, actually, we don't pick up Yeah. <laughs> oh, Dude, Sierra and I have crazy stories. I don't know, Bailey, if we told you, but we went to like a, per we went to school with a person that was a murderer. I, I feel like our school was weird. Sierra. That's what I was telling you. Clearly, what the hell out. was happening in Oklahoma? Dang, I don't know. Oh, oh Lord. It, you're going to have to off air show her the 2020 episode. So I, I told this story too, but so there was a, um, this same girl, her mom. So we lived at a house and there was, I can't, I don't know if he had down syndrome or what he had, but he was like one of my really good friends. He was, he was older. So he, but mentally I, he was like a kid, like he was probably a 20 year old man, but he, I was in elementary school he had a moped and he would meet me at the bus stop and he'd walk me home every day. And my parents, he was so sweet. Like he just liked to play with me. Nothing, nothing yeah. weird. And then we moved to that house over on Lakeview when I went to Lake Park and um, he found me and he, so he would start riding his moped from 15th over all the way over there by Lake Overholzer. And he started riding um, me home from there. Like he'd walk, he'd drive his moped while I walked. Walk, and that yeah. girl's mom, this girl that was on 2020 saw and called the police. And I remember we got home and I was walking with him and there was three police cars in front of my home. And I remember my mom was so livid because she was like the only reason. And she knew he was special needs. She was like, you knew, know he's special needs. He is not a mm -hmm. predator. Like he, and I don't, I, to this, my sister and I talk about all the time. I have no idea what happened to him. Like I have no Aww. idea. I never saw him again. Yeah. Oh, because he never yeah. wanted to come. He's probably freaked he's probably out. Scared. She probably threatened him. Yeah. And like, just to make an assumption about him had no, like, That's didn't awful. talk. I know it was so sad. It makes me like, I actually, this story we were talking, I was talking about with my sister recently. I was like, what do you think happened to him? Like, where did he go? But yeah, it was her mom that called. So the murderer's mom. So Wait, the murderer killed her what, mom. How about the murderers? This, tell me. This girl was our age and she killed her mom. Gypsy Rose vibe where she's like, I'm going to destroy my mother because yeah, she's- Yeah, yeah, kind of. No, <gasps> oh, she killed for gosh. her lover boyfriend. And yeah. Sierra and I were in zoology together. And mm -hmm. I now that I think about it in hindsight, I don't know why there was TVs in there, but it was literally all, like he had the news on. Our, our coach had the news on and we were like, everybody it, was shocked. We were what, in 11th grade? Or was that senior yeah. year? I don't no, know what was later because I just remember I don't know I I just remember the 2020 that came out about it they kept talking about how she was diagnosed as a sociopath and they'd do an interview and she'd be like I didn't murder her he kidnapped me and then they like shoot to like a 7-eleven video cam and she's like dancing with him they're like were you kidnapped because you're like no, dancing and kissing on him and she's like no I was he handcuffed me and they're like no I was, she was like I'm so scared the judge literally yeah. Bailey said she had never met a liar. No, no, no. The defense. Yes. No, no, no. The prosecutor said she'd never met a, a liar like her before. Yeah. Like she was literally. What nuts. So she was still in high school when she killed her mom. I thought it yeah. was our freshman year of college. Was it high school? 
Well, she was she was 17 at the time. So I feel like oh, it was okay. her senior year. Because, Maybe the 2020 I, came out later. Because that's what yeah. I remember. After she got convicted, maybe. But I texted Sierra the yeah. other day, and I was like, oh, my God, she got released from prison. Like, so she's out and about. No, and that's scary. I will say this. I love looking back on, like, Facebook and seeing what happened with all my old high school peeps. We went to high school with some weird people. Sierra is a great person, and people should be inclusive. Yeah. That is the moral that's the of point. my story. He came out unscathed, even though all the people we went to high school right it's shocking we came out yeah no I we came out on top that's for sure well I'm so glad that you came on this podcast here I really appreciate you it was fun I'll have to meet you in real life now Bailey because now I love you both (laughs) we'll do it it's gonna be great I'm actually y'all so my friends that live in League City are my the wife is pregnant with her second baby and she started oh. having some like minor contractions today so I'm like oh, all right nice. you just let me know when to come I'm so excited oh, so exciting. I'm like oh my gosh and then like for a second baby I hear they come a little bit early they do birth. they come faster you yeah ready for those. I know but I'm also like dying she didn't want to know the sex okay. or anything like that so we're all just like oh this is just even more of a surprise that's fine I know yeah it's very exciting so I'll probably be there really soon and we can all do lunch yes yes yeah, Love Bailey it. lives in Austin, so she's not like here, here. So. Oh, I, I used to live in Houston though, and then I moved here in 2021. So yeah. fun, Austin's in town. It's really fun. It's a little crazy here, but it's fun. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you so much, Sierra. I adore you, and you are the best. It was so fun to have on. you. I know, and I hope some listeners can learn a, a thing or two about kindness. You're sweet. This is true. <laughs> okay we'll see you later see ya okay bye. bye oh gosh that was so cute that was so cute I feel like it was a good session because yes. I feel like we've had a lot of parents on that mm-hmm. have talked about having students or having children with yeah. learning differences and so it was nice to hear it was nice to have such someone a kind who... person yeah yes, yes. talk about the importance great. of being inclusive I know isn't she and the best little babies I was like oh that's gonna be this is good right I can't believe she had like an actual story too about watching like like it's interesting now that she says that like when does it start high school middle school obviously I really feel like middle schools were the most of my bullet like and when I say my bullying I mean like when I was bullying um were you bullied oh my god so bad I really was such a nerd I was I couldn't I mean like it was like kind of my own fault because I was really weird (laughs) no it's not don't say that it was no I mean it wasn't my definitely it started for me a lot in middle school and middle school was actually probably the worst for me high school by the time I got to high school my older brother Jonathan was like two years older than me so I actually hung out with him and his friends a lot my freshman and sophomore year so then my junior year everyone was like when he graduated and his friends went off like I had my own friends at that point so it was fine but middle school sucked oh god I hated middle school Oh my gosh. Really it was well, really all you little bullies that bullied Bailey. Exactly. She's made it. Okay. We don't <laughs> care about you. Now, but I will not be coming to the reunions because I don't want to see a damn one of you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding. I'm only friends with my brother's friends from high school now. And then like one, literally like one girl that I went to high school with. Like yeah. that I didn't talk to. Yeah, just, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. 
No, I, I, I hit my stride in college. That's where I met my people. Oh, I love, well, I think so too. I, yeah. I met my people in college too. Yeah. And it's so nice to still have like a friendship with Sierra just because again, like we've known each other since middle school. Um, but yeah, I agree. You kind of start to find different friendships and connect mm-hmm. with other people. But the only thing I had before we like wrap up, it was funny because in our group chat with a couple of friends here in Houston, like, I can't remember what it was, but like somebody was on the topic of like, oh, like high school, were you like a popular kid or like, were you a nerd? And one of the girls were like, I don't think any of us were like, come on guys, like none of us were in the popular group. And Tony responded, speak for yourself. (laughs) (laughs) And he was just like joking. Like he put like a funny emoji, like speak for yourself. Okay. I know I was was really popular things. (laughs) But then I was like, oh, like, were you in the popular group, Tony? And he was like, I mean, he wouldn't say he was popular, but he was like, I was well liked. Like people, people didn't pick on me, yeah. nor did or whatever. So yeah, no, but I it's mean, hard. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's well, it's just a weird time. You're growing. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, and I mean, even in the state, like, yeah, I was bullied, but I did shitty things to kids too. I like specifically yeah. remember talking to a girl in high school, being like, "Hey, I'm sorry, I treated you like shit when I was in sixth grade. I was a brat." <laughs> You know, and she was like, yeah, you kind of were. And I was like, yeah. Right. Yeah, so like, okay. I think we all just freaking, I don't know. We're trying to find our way. Yeah. I know yeah. when you were talking about it, I was trying to think like, cause I forgot Sierra was like, Sierra had to like interject when somebody said that they were going to cut me. Um, mm-hmm. Now I can't think of oh, who that person was. I love that. <laughs> I do love her. Um, she, But yeah, I can't, I don't even remember who it was, but I'm wondering why she wanted to cut me. Yeah. Maybe I was like a jerk to her. I don't know, but who knows? Know. It's what, yeah, it's just one of those where like the more, you know, you know, or even like, I think there are things that you can do or say that you just don't even realize affect somebody until they tell you, right? Like, yeah, of I think course. I you, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I remember. Do you remember when I posted that Instagram story and I was like, it was brought to my attention that people don't really know what I'm about or whatever. And so I did the whole, like, love is love and science is all that. Yeah. And you were like, who the hell? is being mean to you. Right. And it was like, no. And I was like, no, actually like one of my close friends, his, like his name is David. He's gay. And he was like, yeah, Bailey, do you remember like way back in the day when you told me that you didn't think homosexuality was okay? And I was like, you know what? I don't, but I believe that I said it. it." And I was like, I know that when I got to college and I met you, that was still my mindset. So let me clear that up and also apologize for being a pig. Yeah. yeah, I do so- remember texting you about that. And I'm glad I did because I'm I'm glad that we even just had the conversation like, hey, why did you feel the need to do that? And I think mm-hmm. you even said like, it's I don't ever want people to think that I wouldn't stand like with my friends, right? Like yeah. that's their reality. And yeah. like, I need to, yeah, I'm glad that, that, that happened. So yeah, it's just one of those where like, I think you just like, I mean, I, I know I said it in a joking way, but yeah, I'm 30 and I'm still trying to figure my shit out. And yeah, yeah, so- I don't know. You grow and you get better or you get worse. If you get worse, you need Jesus. You need Jesus. You need Jesus. You need therapy. You need help. <laughs> Just kidding. We, we're trying the story, to be Don't get worse. Right. Don't get worse. Be kind. And I'm so glad that Sierra joined us. I think her perspective is so unique because she like leans into uncomfortable situations, right? And asks questions. She's really inclusive. She's growing or she's Absolutely. educating two little two little babies, Greer and Beckett, to be really kind Those human beings in the world. And so, so glad that she came on. Um, yes. Thank you so much, guys, for listening. We're so grateful. 
for our listeners. Um, and of course, if you have a story you want to share with us, yes. you want have a topic too, maybe we should start saying topics because this yes. is a different topic. Um, that you want to share, feel free to email us, email us at spadoris at S-P-E-D-O-R-I-E-S at gmail.com. And Bailey, where can they find us? You can listen to our podcast anywhere you get your podcast. So please definitely do tune in to Spadoris and we will see you guys very soon. Yeah, I'll see you guys later. Bye. Bye.